that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and of course fans bet all the way through the National Hunt season 21-22. Day three at the Cheltenham Festival is done and dusted and Dermot Nolan is here. Hello Dino, how are you? I'm okay, Demo. It's been a long three days. The voice is starting to crackle a little bit and it's not from shouting home winners. It was was certainly not. I just put up on Twitter there, you know, the woman from uh, Titanic. It's been 86 years. I saw that. Yeah, Yeah. literally. It it has felt like it. The... um, Tuesday, despite being a horrible day after telling me something earlier, you were still even going, yeah, you know, the farm lines are right, They're, you know, it's okay, you know, mm-hmm. they were all going well, but yeah, the last two days have just been stinking to beyond all means, so I can only offer my apologies for anyone that might have followed my selections, but the, um, it's just, yeah, it's been an incredible few days of racing, really. It has, it has, there's been some stories, I mean, no more than in the first, in fact, Demo, we both backed Bob Ollinger, but almost felt a little bit um, uh, ill. After after what happened to, to Gallop in the Champs, it was a monstrous performance from Gallop in the Champs and the Turners would have beat Bob Ollinger 20 lengths. And if you told me there was a horse in training that could do that, I would have said there isn't, uh, but there is one. It just, the landing gear didn't come down the last. Yeah, uh, it does sum up my week, Dean, that my one winner that I've actually properly backed is um, a horse that had no right in winning at all. None. Um, Gallop in the Champs. Yeah, weirdly, his landing gear came out. It just... just it, his legs crumpled. It, was it wasn't really even weird. a skid. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, he landed... Well, you know, because... Goshen was a skid, the two feet got stuck together. It's just really strange, and it does back up what Keith Dunne said in his podcast last year and in his articles that it might be better off sometimes for a novice to make a bad mistake in one of the races. Remember, under so tipped up in his first uh, sure. his first start, never really did it again. You know, it's um, he probably had just been too clean all the way through, um, and Vialan was quite similar coming to the festival last year. It was a monstrous performance, though. As in, Jesus Christ, we don't, we, we've no idea what that horse is. No, nope. I went from saying that he was the best thing going. I wasn't overly impressed at Leperstown, um, and I thought Bob Ollinger was just way quicker than him. But what he shows has shown now in his career is the stamina and the speed he showed today was frightening. And that's almost, um, it's it's like all the best horses. Not that he's as good as Cato Star. I'm not saying that, but Cato Star had speed, had stamina, had everything. Galloping Deschamps looks like he's an awful lot of those traits as well. Yes, yeah, certainly does. I couldn't disagree at all. Uh, credit to uh, the connections of Bootsleton. You know, I love that. <laughs> they won. They won to finish second in the turners at fifty to one. Now Barrow back in third, uh, of course. But everyone was just gutted. I think for Galloping Deschamps, whether you're on or not on, that horse deserved to win. It reminded me a little bit of the Supreme, where you thought, "Oh, now we've got the match because John Bond and yeah. Constitution Hill were about to go head to head, and within a few strides, that wasn't on." No. And the same with Bob Ollinger and Galloping Deschamps. You yeah. thought, "Here we go, race." No, it's not. It's not going to happen. Um, and that's what happened. Okay. Um, hey, look, a serious week so far for British trained horses, which I don't think everyone would have had um, in their locker. So oh, I'd say most people didn't think they were going to do too well. I don't know what the line was at, but maybe six or seven winners. They were well past that already. Uh, the attempts went to third wind for Hugh Morrison and Tomasa Bryan and uh, Alaphilippe uh, in second. Paul Keeley's nap of the week. I think he'll be... Uh, be having a few straighteners later on to get over that one because yeah, he was unlucky and poor old Fergal O'Brien who's, who's a friend of this podcast the, uh, oh, Fergal can't, O'Brien can't buy a winner two seconds and Imperial Alcazar when he went by Grand Paradis you just yep. thought that's it yep. Cool Cody is just an absolute beast as well but Alaphilippe yeah for all intents and purposes jumping the last you thought just how far and that third win look he he, he mulleted it out last year at, um, at Haydock mm-hmm. and he did it again a really good performance 
But again, Dean, if you gave me 16 swings of that race, I don't think I would have come back with him. No, I realised he was in the race when they called the result out on the Tannoy <laughs> demo. To be totally honest, he was not on my radar. Um, and third wind uh, was your winner there at 25 to 1. Beating Alaphilippe with Mill Green back in third. You gave a little nudge to on the podcast yesterday, Demo, with Winter Fog. Winter Fog just didn't stay, did it? Head came up once that once the race got tough. You can see why Emmett Mullins was, uh, hadn't decided until very late whether it was the Cora Cup or, or the Pertemps. I think they had that doubt after Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Danny Mullins took a bit of flack for the ride at Christmas time, and we now know that Danny Mullins did absolutely nothing wrong. That sure. Day. It's just he's a very well handicapped horse. He will win a race, but he does need to come back down and trip, definitely. Yep. Uh, we had the Ryanair chase next. We got a special performance, as we expected, I think. Yeah. A sim- very similar performance to the previous season, of course. As Alaho came home 7 to 4 on favourite, Janadil was back in second, Eldorado Allen was third. Uh, there isn't much to say about Alaho. This race may as well be called the Alaho chase. Uh, if he wants to run it next year, same result, I'd imagine. Yeah, he's just a beast isn't he but even I think I turned to you, around to you after three fences Dean I just said today ah oh, god they're not yeah, going to get near him and even when they were trying to make up ground at each fence he I've never seen a horse who jumps gets away from a fence so quickly and they can maintain that speed you can see why the three mile chase has just been an issue for him as in he's, he's just he's, he's doing a, on himself, he's doing a maybe, lot yeah, yeah you know so I'd love to see him go up and trip next year I think the King George is absolutely made for him you'd imagine so yeah absolutely made for him yeah. so I'd love to see him that but yeah look a really special performance Dean uh, unfortunate for Conflated to come down and Davy Russell was stood down for the rest of the day and he, he was riding just to be second wasn't he or maybe see if anything went wrong with Alaho he knew he was going to get the, he was going to get second spot and he would have done that I think yeah and I really hope he does get back no one has worked harder to get back into the saddle than Davy Russell he was yeah. near tears in one of his interviews about getting back to Chetlam so I really hope I don't know at this time of uh, of recording but I really hope he's not stood down for Friday as well because it was a long road back and you wouldn't want it to end like that yeah fingers crossed I mean he came back for literally these meetings that's what he came yes. back for he doesn't need to be messing around at other tracks he didn't do anything last week basically yeah. correct yeah, yeah. okay uh, on to the stayers hurdle and uh, well, it was, a ma- it was a masterclass in front from Danny Mullins on floor in Porter time Danny Danny as Gavin Lynch calls him and it, some it ride. is yeah, yeah. some ride it's phenomenal, and you know what? He, he he's a real horseman because it's all these awkward rides that he, he just gets the absolute max out of. Like a cooner, as Paddy Aspel said, uh, there was nothing straightforward about him at all, and he absolutely nailed it on him. And he's just continuously done it. And but it was about halfway through the race that the red that everyone knew that they were in trouble with him in front because the way Florian Porter was jumping was just beautiful, and he was getting away from everything at each hurdle. So every horse behind him had to make up. Uh, but half a length at each hurdle to try and make up for the jumps that he was putting in and Danny just measured his absolute perfection he let them get to him three out yeah when he when he took the pull and let them stack up in behind actually you know it caused, my, in trouble then, it caused yeah. my selection a little bit of trouble in running but they all bunched up in behind suddenly no one had any room but Danny had all the room so yeah, when he went was, again he got him again he's, was it's, brilliant it's one of the best rides I've ever seen at Chubb that was very very good yeah. and uh, yeah all credit to them and Time Hill who, who put his best effort in after the last to to just hold off the battling Paisley Park. Where did he come from again? He hits seven yeah, flat spots a race now. There's a set of circumstances where Time Hill wins these grade ones. Uh, but unfortunately, it, it seems to be a very specific type of circumstance because... Yeah, Danny Mullins would be uh, injured and we might have got away Yeah, with it. or like Tommaso O'Brien <laughs> now has been criticised for going too soon at Ascot and then not making his move soon enough last season. And now yep. t- t- today, he's just... There's a very particular... He, he's one run in him and he just has to be close enough t- to do that. And then he he mightn't have the he just doesn't have the cruising speed of a Florin Porter to kind of to kind of you know. It take a very brave uh, man in the saddle to go closer to Florin Porter than he did, and yeah, then and, and then when Danny stacks him up, then he has no options. Yeah, so, no. Um, and I, Paisley I, Park I say and the ride has to get a mention. Um, he does. does phenomenal performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. phenomenal. I'd say the ride Danny Mullins gave Florin Porter was worth three or four lengths, and he's won what two and two and three quarter lengths. Yeah. So fair play to them. He's done it all season long. Yep, and to be fair, 
like Time Hill makes a little bit of ground jump on the last and then makes no ground. Yes. And Florian Porter still has more in him. And that's all down to uh, the jockey on board and a very good horse. And I think it's the first horse since Big Bucks to go and win repeat stayers hurdles. And all credit to Gavin Cromwell, Danny Mullins and Florian Porter. Those boys dancing around the parade ring set for uh, a big evening and uh, well on them. Uh, do enjoy that. Now, Time Hill, the project moves to entry, just so everyone knows uh, that we won't... <laughs> There'll be no flooring border there. No border It's a certainty. Uh, we'll start that one again. Okay, um, let's move on then to the plate. Um, well, the UK dominated here, and there was a cool Cody who who won the race at twenty-two to one, of course, for Adam Wedge and Evan Williams. Um, he was beat coming to the like last. They almost went past him, and then he came back. Sorry, come to the second last, and they went past him. Cool Cody's gone around Cheltenham so many times. There's that thing from the front, and uh, they were doing it again today. But he was beaten. He was beaten. And he's done this so many times at Cheltenham. He's just phenomenal. He just dips into this reserve that doesn't look like he has at all. And then he I just goes again. From, yeah, uh, yeah like, uh, like it's an unbelievable second wind. Um, and I know Paisley, it's similar to Paisley Park, actually. And he just kind of needs to get a few smacks, needs to get going again. And then he's like a cartoon character. He winds up and he's gone again. Uh, it was a phenomenal performance. And you know what's sick to me, Dean, is I, I, I sat here last night, I sit across the table with this crowd. Now, cool, cool, cool Cody comes into that, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? And I, I never... And I sent to them again, Fergal O'Brien, Imperial Alcazar, they'll be absolutely sick. Uh, ran an absolute screamer and arguably now that last run, when he, when he won very easy at Cheltenham, he probably didn't need those pounds, but look, he wasn't that far off it. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm looking forward to after the festival to kind of sit down and go through all these handicaps again. Um, just, just to find how all these horses were found because it's just the Irish horses. I'm, I'm not blaming the handicapper yet. That needs, this needs to be properly assessed, but they're, they're not getting into these races, they no, they are struggling, and very, some very big fancied horses in the in the handicaps haven't um, delivered really for Ireland. But you know, it's a small enough sample That's it, size. Yeah, yeah, we'll you see. can't say a word yet. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, if this happens again at next year's Cheltenham, and the handicapper is as friendly as he's been, and the Irish come with the confidence they come with again, then oh, you'd have to wonder. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool, Cody, uh, and well, emulating third wind earlier on by having a third wind to get it done, and uh, Imperial Alcazar. Unfortunately for Fergal O'Brien, you know, he's getting the right horses in the right races. He's not getting much luck. Um, there was a steward's inquiry, of course, with the previous second with Philippe, but not enough damage done to get the result changed. Uh, then on to the Mayor's Novices hurdle. And again, we've got a few Irish horses who disappointed here. And it was a Harry Fry uh, winner with Jonathan Burke in the plate. Love Envoy, a horse with no name in second. Grongy, the best of the Irish, uh, back in third. There were some disappointing runs in this race, Demo. Absolutely. Usually, uh, Dino Blue just went from travelling to nothing very, very quickly. Yep. Um, and Love Envoy, yeah, just really tough, unbelievably tough. And it was great to see the screen there, Harry Fry, because look, I've had a pretty miserable week, but the one thing that... Uh, no, he was chuffed. What that has made me very happy is, is that, you know, the, the naysayers of jumps racing uh, will tell you every day of the week. All it's these only, two or three trainer domination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only William Gordon. And we've had an unbelievable collection of winners this year. And seeing Harry Fry... I, I t- is that his first festival winner since you know what I mean, Harry? Uh, do we count Rock and Ruby now? Yeah, Rock and Ruby was. <laughs> he definitely gets that win. But we give it to Paul. Him. Paul Nichols was giving the socks after. No, no, it was no, hard no, to tell. No. But yeah, but yeah, um, it, it was just really great to see because Harry Fry to me is was the real up and coming trainer. Skelton kind of stole a bit of his thunder, and it just hasn't gone right for him and Ben Pauling were the two. Remember, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they've kind of now the two of them have had winners this week. They both pulled themselves back into the reckoning, and they're two super trainers. And I really hope just, now they can go straight to strength. Again. That mean a massive amount to them because you know they come with with fancied horses now. And he and talked again his and horse up all season. He did. Up, yeah. He did, and she went and delivered. Love Envoy fifteen to two. You win at the uh, Mayor's Novices Hurdle. Then we got to the Kim Weir. Kim Moore. Thank you. And uh, Shambard forty to one. 
beat a horse that looked for all ends up. Coming to the second last, coming to the last as the winner. And that was Mr. Coffee. Didero Vallis was third, also for Venetia Williams. And fourth was Fakir Delen. Lucy Turner doing the job for Venetia Williams at a monster price, 40 to 1. Monster. And yeah, this this was just... Like, I backed Jean Perron to win. I, I think, if you can check there, was the horse second at, at, at Lingfield or somewhere? Um, a few runs back. You literally could have given me every single swing of it. Um, she was second two runs back maybe was it or something like that so Champron obviously won today beat Stormarising at Huntingdon pulled out cross at Fontwell and was second at Ludwell in that's February the one. that's Jeez, the one they've yeah. been running this every two that's weeks that's what I mean yeah like, like you could have given me this this horse now and I would have said you know what we'll we'll give the money to charity but Lucy Turner and we've said this in the podcast before she is a cracking jockey yep. and she gets a horse into a beautiful rhythm uh, she rode Fignan d'Estreval at Ascot she got caught late on that day but she got the horse jumping so beautifully. And today, that, that's all it was. Um, it, it looked like Sam Wadey Cohen maybe took his time, but jumping the last, he was jumping to lead, really. Uh, the horse just, just kind of came out of him. I think there's a reason why Mr. Coffee hasn't won as many races as he should. I think there's a bit of a mental flaw in him. I thought Sam did deliver him. Jeez, again, Benson, Benson beat Mr. Coffee. Yeah, you know. So shows yeah. how mad he is. But again, this is another race at Cheltenham where um, the Irish horses... You can't even blame a handicapper for, for, for I don't think so. Front no, of didn't jump. It's not like they're getting turned over. No, they're they're no, not no. involved. Front of the only one to play where Grand Paradis can't go with the front five, you'd say, okay, maybe. But this race, School by Hours put in horrific round of jumping. Front of skied the first two and then seemed to hit every one of them afterwards. Mm-hmm. Rob James found himself on the outside. Like We, we were all over Front of the but he just, from about three fences, I went, I'm, uh, he's in trouble here, Dean. And whatever it is, they just, Gordon, Willie and Henry, they've had their winners. They haven't had a bad week's many stretch of the nation, but they're just, they're, they're not clicking like they were last season anyway. No, and like, if you want to sum up the first three days, I think for myself is I've spent most of the races trying to see whether I've managed to nick sixth. That is, that is no fun. That really is no fun. I'm in with a chance. No, I'm not. Uh, I wonder if I did, did, I, did I pay even six? Even six would be a fine thing for my horses this week, Dean. Six, I yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even get sixth in the mayor's, in the mayor's novices. So, uh, yeah, good luck. Look, let's move on to day four because there is one <laughs> more day to, to go. To, yeah. There is one more day to go, of course. This is the Race Hour podcast with bookmakers.co.uk and, of course, fans bet. And plenty of losers. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, we're doing the job for the bookies this week and that was not the intention. I have to promise that was not the intention. Um, okay, look. Look, look, there's seven races to go, right? Yeah. We, we can still nail seven can winners. Out, we can still nail seven winners. Um, do we have to go back to the drawing board, though? Because uh, maybe we need to change our form lines. Let's kick off with the Triumph Hurdle demo. Fans bet go Vauban, 15-8. to 3-1 Pied Piper. Field door is 11-2. to 17-2. About Il Ete Tomps, the big hipster horse, of course, after that run the last day. And it's 14-1 to 1 bar those. Now, I've just named four Irish horses at the top. Of there and yeah. the bar is the English horses. Maybe that doesn't apply to the triumph. I don't. Maybe not for the juveniles because the Fred Winter, the Irish Correct. horses were very much to the fore. So I, I, I don't think so. I think every time that the UK and Irish uh, juvenile form has clashed this season, the Irish has come way clear. Even C sessions, C sessions went over to Aintree in a mare's juvenile yep. and destroyed them. So I do think it's that. The one thing is that the market seems to have missed that Davy Russell has, has picked Field Door, um, which does seem mad to me. He may not even be on. There's fingers crossed. He's yeah, on. fingers crossed. He is, but no. But he was very big on field all year, all year. Yeah, until, until what happened with... with Vauban. Now he can't pick Vauban, so he's just sticking where he's sticking. Yeah, it's just weird though because Pied Piper was under him that day at, at Cheltenham, and he, he absolutely must have a lot of faith here. He must have. Yeah, a lot of it faith. really is quite interesting. But you look, Dean. I'm happy to stick with Pied Piper at the prices. Yeah, um, I've lost enough money this week, so I won't go into any more races. So uh, I'm on a Manti post. 
at very decent odds of 14 to 1, so I'm happy to stick with that. I'm still keen on Vauban. It's no price, it's no real tip. I still think Vauban's form at the Dublin Race Festival is probably the best we've seen, but it's very hard to judge what Pi Piper did um, on its second victory for sure. Easier to judge, of course, with the race with Vauban already. Um, okay. Why don't we take a look then at the next race on the card? That is the County Hurdle. Uh, well, 100 to 30 favourite now is State Man for Willie Mullins and Paul Townend. Jesus. Colonel Mustard, of course, also representing uh, very similar form lines to the ones we've been discussing across uh, the week for Lorna Fowler. Uh, is 6 to 1 West Cork. Dan Skelton, he hasn't had much luck this week. Uh, he'd be hoping for a big run from his horse, who he's always said can win the county. Uh, 8 to 1. Surprise package, of course, the Imperial Cup winner is there at 10 to 1. Top Bandits also 10s. 11 to 1, I like to move it. And it's 18 to 1 bar those top six in the county. Now, talking horse uh, this week, Demo, State Man. State Man, and look, we've been talking about him for quite a while as well um, on all the previous nights. You put him up for the Martin Pipe, and I put him up for the county and the previous nights. Uh, the one thing that, that I might have got right, right this week. Yeah, there's a winner for you. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, I do, I love him for this, but Jesus, at those odds, you're, you're kind of gone. If you're not on, I wouldn't be I'm on. on. So, yeah, yeah and I like be 10, 10 to 3, like. I actually don't think it's as good a Martin Pipe as we've had in the past. County. But, or sorry, a, a county hurdle, sorry. Uh, but the one horse that I do think um, might be overpriced just because of how well his horses are going all week and Kieran Buckley's on claiming five pounds is my mate Mozzie. Um, no, he, he did He did say, Gavin Cromwell, might throw him in the Supreme, didn't he? And point? then the champion and hurdle. And then the champion hurdle. So, yeah, so to have him here... So he here we are in a handicap. He obviously looked at his mark and went, all right, I, you know, that's that's all right. And Kieran Buckley takes takes five off. He's a very decent jockey. So yeah. my mate Mozzie there, look, a 22 one. He's the one. I do think Stateman wins this race. This horse was a supreme horse when he fell at Christmas. And by happenstance, he's ended up in this race now because of that he fell there and could only go to Limerick afterwards. Yeah. So he's ended up on a mark that is, I do believe, beneath him. Uh, he obviously has to come lo- over loads of experience. So my mate Mozzie last time did not show up at the Dublin Racing Festival. The Gavin Cromwell Stable has a funny relationship with the Dublin Racing Festival. They've had plenty of horses there like Vanillier before he went on to win at, um, at Cheltenham last season. Yep. Flopped there badly. Gabby Naka flopped there badly. They've had a good few, whatever that is. And my mate Mozzie was just too bad to be true. Um, so definitely he's... He's won a 22 to 1, but as far as the win bet goes, Dean, yeah, it is State Man. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree, obviously, uh, with State Man. Why would you? But I think if you're not on now, that price is tight as it can get. So maybe uh, see what happens uh, closer to off time. Um, I wouldn't put you off my mate Mozzie either, as we just said. Um, plenty of big hopes for that horse, and they ended up in a handicap. Surprise package was very good in the Imperial, but that's um, obviously very close uh, to just this race. But, geez, it almost looked like it didn't have a race going and winning that. And that's in there at 10-1. I think West Cork is probably the one I will be backing against State Man as a, as a saver option. Um, but if the jolly wins, <laughs> at least we'll get to cheer one yeah, home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to the Albert Bartlett. Jinto is the 11-4 favourite with fans bet. Hillcrest... At three to one, it's remarkably ten to one. Bar those two, yeah. uh, ten to one. Chantreuse, Manella, Kakuna, uh, eleven to one. The nice guy Staghorn there at twelves, and bigger prices. The rest. Good time. Johnny is in there, even though I think Tony Martin said after the Dublin Race Festival doesn't like Cheltenham won't be there, and he is there. He is there. Yeah, it kind of seems like a nice enough race to nearly put him in. That is a grueling race. Don't get me wrong, but if it goes wrong early, you can just they'll have a good day out. Anyway, yeah, even yeah, if yeah. they're not at it. But you never know. He's I love this horse, talent, but yeah. yeah, it's a big jump. Um, what wins? It's a really weird market, two, two, three to one favourites and then ten to one. It's just very strange to me, all the way the way the market's made up. Um, Hillcrest that was a very tough run last time, but the way the English horses are going, you could definitely see see that going. Jinto, I love the horse, but he is going up and trip. Manelica Cooner, again, love him. Obviously, it did me a massive favour. I don't know racing festival, but 
I, I'm, I'm not sure. I just thought he was tying up over that trip there and just kind of, this, this is a real tip, tough one. So, Chantreuse, look, I'm on him now at much, much bigger odds. Uh, he's back out to 12 to 1 or so. Mm-hmm. The gluey ground, he'll love it. The way he jumped the last that, that day at uh, a ter- a Turnus last hour, Clomel, sorry. He, um, he jumped absolutely, he jumped the last like he just started. He's going to absolutely love the conditions and uh, he's the one for me then. Chantreuse then. Okay, I'm a massive Hillcrest fan. I didn't, um, I wasn't actually concerned about it for the Cheltenham Festival. I thought they may do the... Uh, the kind of sensible thing uh, might prove not to be, but a uh, sensible thing in putting you know the big cup gold cup horse away until maybe having a bit a bit of a penalty kick at Aintree. But they're coming here, brave and uh, Richard Patrick is on for Henry Daly. I think he's better than Jinto, and I think he's probably better than the rest of these. Just hope he hasn't done too much. But they would say the Albert Bartley. You need a horse with a load of experience. Uh, well, he's already had, he's already had an unseat. He's gone and won four times already this season. And he's an absolute aeroplane. So I'll be all over Hillcrest, and I'll be cheering that one home in the Albert Bartlett. Okay, uh, well, you know what comes next. It's the Boodles Cheltenham Gold Cup. I'll give you the fans bet. Market, 130 favourite is Galvin. If you'd have told me we were saying that in October, that 130 favourite, I would have just laughed you off the air. Uh, Galvin, 130 favourite. Aplutar is there at 7-2, 5-1, Manila Indo. Protectorat is 8-1, 11-1, Tornado Flyer. Album Photo, of course, is also in there at 11-1. It's 12 to 1 Royal Pagai, I think might need a bit more rain. They did get plenty, but probably not enough. Shantry House is there at 16s. And uh, they've, they're letting the Great White Dope run, Demo. They yeah, well, certainly are, and sure, look, why not? Um, but it's uh, definitely won't be one that I'll be back in. But look, my uh, the listeners don't need to hear any more on this. I've uh, I, I've been on Milan Indo all season. I've been very forgiving of what's gone wrong from, um, and I just think back at Cheltenham, he he should come come back alive again. Conflated ran well today, Demo. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was coming right into that race, so it's uh, it's yeah. We'd only put Manila Indo like 10 lengths behind Alaho, so it's not that many messing. <laughs> I'm only messing. Um, yeah, okay, so Galvin is your favourite. Aplutard 7 to 2, Galvin 130. I'm all over Protectorat. I'm hoping the uh, the English resurgence uh, continues. Just think that run in the Paddy Power was uh, was very underestimated. And then when he went and did uh, Aintree, uh, put him right on the map. Harry Skelton and Dan Skelton not having a great week. This is their big day, though. The likes of Langerdan. Um, protector out of course and West Cork will be their best hopes of the week no doubt so Chamblou uh, is a bit disappointing today but I'm hoping Protector out can go and win the Gold Cup alright what about the Hunters Chase you're not going to spend much on this Demo uh, definitely not no uh, Wing Leaders has been one that I've been told to back by a few shrewd judges in this uh, sphere so I'll be backing him in this but really deem without any knowledge of why I'm doing so really to be honest fair enough I normally back Bill away and I normally don't win so yeah, there's, so, there's, so I might do that. That might keep me interested. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no real interest in it, but fair play to everyone involved in there. Good luck uh, if you fancy something. Okay, on to the mayor's chase now. We did talk on the podcast, um, well, in recent times, that we thought maybe Concertista would get out of the way and let Ellie May have her mayor's chase, but she's not even favourite. Mount Ida is the 15 to 8 favourite of fans, but Ellie May 9 to 4, 7 to 2, Concertista. Zambella is there at 11 to 1, 12 to 1 bar. Yeah, Dean, look, look, a really good race. It's actually. Great to see that there's, I know there's only eight runners, but this is a brand new kind of sphere for all these horses. So I know it's only eight runners, but still it's eight runners. It, this race will only get stronger as time goes on. Um, but yeah, Mount Ida jumped a bit right for me. This this race is shorter than it was last year. She needed every kind of inch of that to get herself together last season. Um, now I know she, she kind of might have improved an awful lot, but Dean, yeah, I like Ellie Mae for this. I just think that she doesn't quite have a horse as good as... Um, as good as Conflate, not Conflate, Colrevi, I keep doing that, Colrevi, sure. and um, I just think, yeah, she'll, she'll get the job done. 
I have to be honest, I would definitely not be having a bet in this demo. I don't like the prices of Mount Ida or Ailey May, although I think they both could win. I would have fancied Concertista going elsewhere, and I don't know enough about the rest of them to get involved. So I'll be skipping uh, the Mare's Chase. Why don't we move on then to the Martin Pipe Conditional Jockeys, and uh, Langadan is your 5-1 to favourite, 7-1 adamantly chosen. Hollow Game 7-1, 9-1 Chemical Energy. The Goffer is there at 12-1, along with Grand Jury, Banbridge at 5 o'clock. And it's 14-1 bar. Um, open enough, but um, the final race of the meeting of the Cheltenham Festival 2022. Uh, what do you like, Demo? Yeah, Dean, look, like, it's a serious card. Absolutely serious card. Um, or a serious race, sorry. Um, we have to give uh, Stephen Cass a shout-out here. Uh, Freedom Dream runs on this for him at 25-1. Does. Uh, that horse is definitely not out of this race. Uh, the previous work that I've done on this is kind of all over the place now, but there's kind of two I like in this. Uh, one is adamantly chosen. Or sorry, there's actually three. Back to one antipost. Uh, one is adamantly chosen for the win bet. I just think that he's uh, he's potentially well ahead of everything. Is he done. the Don Poli Colotta? I think so, yeah. The Gallop in yeah. the Champs yeah. one from the Mullinshad. Okay. He is. And Richard Deegan, who previously would have been too old for this race, so they've clearly changed that rule now because I remember Rachel couldn't ride in it, so they've obviously all changed right. that now. Um, so he's allowed to ride in this obviously and uh, that's a big talent itself but the, the other two then is um, he's a hardy bloke ran a massive race last time in that, that brilliant handicap at Leperstown that surprise package came out of uh, so he's about 16.20 to 1 yep. and then the other one is I like the way you're thinking who's a horse that fences just hasn't worked out for him at all but he went off before Dean in this race at 92 very well back favourite and it just didn't quite happen for him on the day in the finishing 7th when in that year of the, the they all started straight with uh, bosses Oscar and all them yeah, so yeah. it was just a horrible race and horses from that like Mill Green and stuff they've, they're all still running very well since that so I like the way you're thinking it's just one of those horses that an awful lot of people seem to have forgotten him but those same people probably backed him at 9-2 that day you know so he's 20-1 to 1 now after a failed uh, chasing venture and Gavin Cromwell just the way he's going you'd, you'd nearly back one of us to win a race then yeah would, would he let me no he wouldn't let me ride <laughs> um, okay okay um, that, that makes a lot of sense that does make a lot of sense I'll be covering Adamantly Chosen but I've been very keen that this is Langer Dan's race to lose and they got here um, there's no gallop in the shops unless that's adamantly chosen um, I was very concerned it would be State Man actually taking him on and that was yeah. going to be the gallop in the shops but um, I think it's a very big day for Dan Skelton so um, I will be probably getting involved with all three of his main fancies on the Friday and hoping he can get us out of a bit of bother okay best bet on the final day of the Cheltenham Festival 2022 goes to Dermot Nolan what is it? Oh, uh, Manella Indo. Manella Indo in the Gold Cup. Uh, I'm going to go with Langadan because at least then it won't have all gone wrong before the <laughs> before the last race of the day. Um, but yeah, West Cork oh. and Protector out in Langadan. That'll be me. Uh, look, thank you very much for listening to us during the week at the Cheltenham Festival. We'll, of course, catch up with the race hour next week and do... Uh, well, we'll let you know exactly how it all went. Not that you don't know already. Not that you don't know. Uh, we'll do a little bit of review. We'll get a few other voices to, to give us uh, some, some better information. Um, but yeah, you've been listening to the Race Hour podcast. brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. And of course, fans bet all the way through the National Hunt season 21-22. Do get involved on bookmakers.co.uk with the bet 10, get 30. And good luck for the last day of the festival.